Alrighty, we are back with episode 22 of the Creators Unplugged podcast. Welcome back. Welcome back, listeners. Today in the studio, we have imposter. Not syndrome, but imposter. Yeah. It's in kind of studio. weird. Your studio looks like my mother's basement. Well, that's wow, this is amazing. That's what we designed it after, so glad it's like comfortability like you're like he's coming over we really we need take to care of our guests studio. that's all i'm saying i uh, like it i like it he is a streamer a creator a valorant uh soon to be pro is that right is that what i saw <laughs> uh yeah Something so like basically that? i'm repl- i'm replacing tens for oh, us no shit we probably bleep that out oh right that's, yeah, that's yeah. Not, oh sorry yeah, he just hasn't said. gone out yet i, I yeah, know no. you're just like flying under the radar uh which is fine we, we haven't told tens either so it's going to be Future 10 sub uh, for Valorant um, and all around just gamer, man. I've seen you seen you many, many a time deep into the, the goon hours of the morning um, streaming and playing until 3, 4, 5 a.m. Uh, but welcome to the show, man. I appreciate you being here. I appreciate being here. Thank you for the gracious invite. Yeah, man. It's uh, December. You'll actually be closing out 2023. I mean, Ooh, the last nice. pod of the year. Man, if we, if we had done this two weeks later, um, it would have been my birthday, and I would have opened the year on my <laughs> birthday. <laughs> it's the it's the uh, inaugural year, the the launch of the pod. Uh, you're closing it out in fashion, man. But uh, we were it. talking about before you had you're jumping onto another podcast right after this. Oh yeah, uh, so me and the three, I guess, closest other gamers that I play with consistently. Uh, if anybody goes to my Twitter, they'll probably see the uh, cream team used to be a thing right. we do every week. Promo yourselves. Sorry, drop the, so, drop, the, drop the promo where people can find you. Oh, boy. All right. Get your notepads out, ladies and gentlemen. So you can find me at Twitter and TikTok under Deep Voice Eho. You can find me on YouTube under Imposter. One more time. <laughs> I said to get your notepads ready. Right, right fast. On Twitter and TikTok, um, I am Deep Voice Eho. That's Deep on... Voice Eho. Yep. For those of you at home. That came from a Valorant name, actually. Um, on YouTube, I am Imposter. I am P0STR. And on... There's no one I'm missing. There's one I'm missing. I just had Twitter, it. Twitch. Tree. Uh, Twitch, that's it. Twitch is uh, <laughs> Simposter. Twitch is Simposter. Yep, that's S-I-M-P-0-S-T-R. And if you happen to be one of those people that watch Kick, I'm on there with the original name of Imposter, I-M-P-O-S-T-R. Nice. So what's the, what's the pot about? Whatever. It's, it's kind of just like shooting the shit for an hour. Dude, Whatever my, comes to mind. Much, yeah. yeah. Um, the first one, we try to have topics, and then we're like, nah didn't really click and then we end up recording the second one directly after we recorded the first one so we just yeah, same kept conversations yeah we were just like all right we can clip that one there we'll open the second one right now because we weren't we just weren't done talking to each other so how, long, how much longer we, did that go on for an hour yeah we got a full another episode out of it before it's it like all right let's play games and these are the just the, the homies yep just the closest homies uh, and then the last week we recorded one and it was just our most insane drunk stories. Okay, I got to listen to that. And that ended up being, because uh, we 
did cold opens rather than intros, and we went 45 minutes into these stories before we're like, oh, by the way, if you're still here, welcome to the podcast. Uh, but that's like, oh. that's the best. Like, that's to me, to me, the, the shows I listen to most are always just super conversational, just, and there's no rhyme or reason to it, unless it's some kind of famous guest or something that's there to talk about something specific. Uh, I like the pods that just you just chill in a room, put it on the background while you're doing something, working, working out, or or whatever. Yeah, and just feeling like you're just part of the conversation. You're just not yeah, saying like anything. it's it's nothing too thought provoking. Like we're not sitting there asking you like, what are your thoughts on the alien species? Like four right. stars away, you're just sitting there listening to four people talk amongst themselves like you're sitting around a fire. Right. Just have fun with it, and then going on but that's what we do and on youtube you can find us under the cream cast <laughs> okay. it was an extension yeah an extension of the cream team we went to the cream cast the cream team yep is that on spotify uh, uh not YouTube? yet we we had just discussed uh getting on spotify but it is on youtube at least the first two episodes are on youtube maybe three did we hit three how long have you guys been doing it uh we just started like Two or three weeks ago. Okay, so I read somewhere. Uh, oh, the Creamcast pod. Possibly. Let me double check for you. Yeah. Does it have like illustrated art? Oh, wait. I can find it on Twitter though. Okay, it'll be alright. Is it 139 subs? That seems like a lot for us, but is it 21 alpha. subs? That one sounds more accurate. Creamcast. Is it electronic boogaloo? Or electric boogaloo? One of the episodes is that one of our? I don't know what he titled him because I don't do the titling. Creamcast but... episode one, let's get creamy. Does that sound right? Yo, where am I on the internet right now? <laughs> I'm taking <laughs> is you. Is this YouTube? Dude? I, I, I found it. Uh, Creamcast seven subscribers, uh, just because it is uh, because I'm already subscribed. I can link that to you on Discord. Yeah, why don't you quick. shoot that over? Because I don't, I don't know where I'm at. Showed man, <laughs> what? That yeah, I think you went too far. I think I went too far. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. Well, cool, man. Congrats on the launch of that. Like that'll be part of the promos and everything as well. But I'm trying to remember when we actually met. If it was through somebody or just randomly via Twitter. Uh, it it was random, but it wasn't because I was trying to be a part of Odyssey back when that was a thing. Oh, right. And that's where I met you, and then we played Paladin together. Yes. That was a good time. Been a minute. That Paladin's run, okay. So that Paladin's run was by far the biggest my stream's ever been, and then I played too much, and then burned myself out, and never went back. Paladin's was one of the things that initially helped get me affiliated on yes, twitch yes same um i was playing that it was 2017 ish i was playing paladins i was trying to do it like competitively this is back when they were still having their community leagues and what yeah. they could muster of in esports and i was playing that and playing killing floor 2 and just those two combined i would play paladins up until 11 p.m midnight and then swap over to Killing Floor 2 for, from, like, midnight till 6 a.m. And that's just how those communities work. Killing Floor 2 was just the overnight thing that pushed everything up. It was great. Great time. 
Was was Paladin's peak? Like, do you think the do you think the peak for for that game was 2017, 2016, in there? The, yeah, maybe feel, a year after. I want to. I feel like it was at its peak when Mixer was partnered with it. Maybe. The, well, there was a whole. I mean, if you look at thing, a lot of people left uh, because they were doing their open beta patches. One that kind of killed was when they transitioned to like getting the card system and how you got the cards. And that was OB64. And like just the open beta 64 just kind of killed. I know three or four people that just flat out quit after that. Because of the card system? Yeah, if, if I'm not mistaken, then like it was just how it was done. Because you had to, at that time, you had to unlock the cards before you could use them. And then you had to get more of them to upgrade them. I could be mistaken and misremembering that wholly, by the way. But So don't don't take my word for it. But there was something about the system that they had changed, and almost nobody liked it. And that, that, they kept numbers, but that's when things started going downhill a little bit to make it into more of a niche community, more niche than what it used to be. I still feel like Paladins is a fairly niche community. Like, you talk to people, nobody's going to be like, oh, yeah, no, I just play Paladins over anything. Almost nobody says that. If, they've all, if they have heard of Paladins, they're like, yeah, I just haven't played it. It just doesn't seem as fun when I can play Overwatch. And I'm like, eh. Yeah, everyone's last scene played was 2019 or something. Yeah. Right before. It, yeah, because it, it's I'm trying to remember, like, when I say like the peak of my this stream, it was like the most average viewers I've ever had ever was mm-hmm. playing that game, and I felt like right before I quit playing it because I dude I burn my, like every time I turn on my computer it went from like oh man I get to stream Paladins it was like oh, I have to play more Paladins today you know like it, it just kind of like killed my love for it uh, yeah which definitely happens but there was this like moment kind of like right toward the end of that little run. Well, I felt like I was starting to meet because at the higher levels you're just playing the same people over and over. Correct. Because uh, there's no one better. So <laughs> just like keep running into the same 10, 15, 30 names. Uh and I like finally started to meet some of those people. And once I got in with with that kind of like base level group, it grew super fast. Cause then you ended up getting raid you know, raids from those communities or you start getting invites by those people who have Yeah, and that's where but it's where super, I met Jackson and guys like them. Yeah, like, yeah. And it was super, uh, yeah, it is super neat. Like what you're saying, like super niche still, even at that level, because you go, oh, man, this is a big Paladin streamer. And you go, yeah, they average 50 viewers, but they're all Paladins fans. And there's, like, you still get people in there if you go watch. Well, they're saying, hey, like, how do you get started in streaming? Or, hey, what's, like, the best build for this character? Or, you know, it's and there's no competitive scene to my knowledge outside of independent. Not anymore, so, so yeah. I don't even does that doesn't even happen. I mean, that, I'm sure that's rare at this point. It's, uh, I think it's all community ran <laughs> stuff now. But uh, yeah, it's it's still so small. It's like it's got to be the smallest it's ever been. But they're still cranking out new heroes every other month. It feels. Yeah. We're still seeing updates all the time. From uh, they're still yeah, they're still adding champions. It's like. I don't want to say like they're, I mean, they still do stuff for the game, but I don't think that, I feel like they're at a state that no matter what they do, the game is not going to grow, if that makes sense. Like they they are keeping up with the game, but it's almost strictly for the people who have 
like proven that they're just not going to leave. Right, right. Because I still, I still had more fun playing Paladins than I ever did Overwatch. I, I like the items. I like the 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 talent trees. I like that you could like spec a certain way, uh, so you could play different heroes in different ways. I think that's it adds a lot more depth to it, in my opinion, versus Overwatch. I think um, I think the oh, well, I mean Blizzard just had a horrific uh, release and follow up with Overwatch too, but. I mean, they also kind of dropped the ball with uh, Diablo 4's release, I'm not going to lie. I was kind of, I was so disappointed with what we got for Diablo 4. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they, to me, it feels like you get, like, it's it's easy to get caught up in over. First of all, Blizzard makes great characters. I yeah. don't care what anyone says. You can, can say, agree. oh, it's a copy of this, or it's based off the, they make great, they make great characters across all games. All, well, it's also like, hard. There's so many iconic characters. The, when you're a company like Blizzard who did Warcraft, Warcraft Two, Warcraft Three, World of Warcraft, it, you're going to have a hard time thinking of new and inventive characters. Everything's going to be a copy of something at some point. But they they do the best that they can with what they have to work with. I think they still do a hell of a job. I agreed. Agreed. I mean, Overwatch, the first Overwatch was Game of the Year, I believe, 2016. It was. So, the the characters are intoxicating. I think the you get at least I got caught up in how clean the game felt. So it, it nothing looked. I mean, the graphics I thought looked great for a shooter, for a hero shooter like that. The maps were always really cool, in my opinion. Just like really cool environments. So it, to me, it felt easy to get caught up in that. But it's just there was no. It didn't feel like there was a lot of depth to it. It just felt very surface level. Um, what's worse is like the most depth I think Overwatch had to it before they started adding like the whole lore drop points in because it took them forever to get to like lore stuff. Um, is how much adult content came out for Overwatch when it was released. I I'm that definitely had a big hand like because even if you didn't play the game, you probably saw something online about Overwatch. Yeah, it took over. So it it took over, uh, and then I I don't think it wasn't free to play at release, right? Sixty bucks, probably. Correct. Yeah, it was. Yeah, the it was sixty bucks, and well, what was I mean? What were the other big hero shooters on the market at that point? So Paladins came out um, the same year. There was one, is called that I attempted to, but Overwatch kind of beat it into the ground really quickly. Uh, it it was called. Battleborn. That was supposed to be another. Yeah, it was supposed to be another hero shooter coming out at roughly the same time. How'd that do? Got overshadowed. Overwatch just way overshadowed. I think I, in fact, only played two or three matches of Battleborn. It wasn't bad, but then you just didn't hear anything about it. Everything went to Overwatch. It was Overwatch this, and then I found Paladins because it was free and I didn't have. uh, I'd let somebody borrow my copy of Overwatch, so I didn't have it with me. And I was like, oh, what's Paladins? And I fell in love with Paladins for a hot few years. Yeah, I just think, it's a, it, I just think it has more depth as a title. Uh, I mean, it, I think it loses. Imagine, imagine updated graphics with Paladins. Imagine if they had brought it you know, into Unreal or, 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 or anything other than what it is. Yeah. Uh, I, I still think it would be 
not winning, but competitive. When you have the World of Warcraft check in the bank every month, it's hard to compete. Um, yeah, and it's just, I mean, high high res who's running it, I think now it's uh, what, Evil Mojo that runs things. Yeah. I think high res still does stuff to an extent for the for the game, but it used to be just high res and Georgia. Yeah, it's uh, like company. twenty miles from me. Yeah, um, but it's just those guys. And when you're like two smaller companies trying to compete against, you know, you the people who created Ward, you you can. Yeah, makes it very very difficult though. Yeah, that that's a steep hill. Yeah, I just uh, and the I, only way I de- reason I definitely don't. Uh, disagree is because look at uh, games right now like Lethal Company. Indie indie game had like one or two developers. I think it was one. Oh uh, uh, boy, people are going crazy for it right now. But what's it competing against? It, like, I, I, so I think Paladins loses because it's trying to be in the same space as Overwatch. Or, well, it was, like was Lethal Company. In the same space, yeah, is its uh, own standalone. Yeah, it's Fair part of the like these flash in the pan games. Uh, remember, like only up. Remember when that came out? Mm, no, z- zero comp. Not. Do you remember that? Don't. No. <laughs> What's? I'm, I'm on Google right now. I'm gonna have to Google this. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Only, only up. That game where you just you just keep jumping on stuff to try to get to the to the top top of the puzzle. I have not. Nope. You never saw clips of this. <laughs> I have not. No. What? Dude. Okay. So you're like a li- you're like a little you're like a teenager kid. And you just have all these random objects, and you just have to climb and jump to the top uh, of the of the planet. But okay. if you fall, uh, like you can't glide or anything. So the way they have the map set up is, if you fall at certain points, you'll fall an extremely far. Uh, like you'll fall down. So it's it's like that losing one all your progress. The, like guy that's in the jar with like that. I can... uh with the pickaxe yeah yeah or like uh have you heard of a i think it's called jump night or something that pixelated jump, version jump night i have seen clips up because i think it was okay. ludwig Same, or xqc very jump similar concept very similar concept built. you're just trying to get to the top and do you have it open did you open it i i have google open okay yeah and it came out and it's extremely popular i think because it was extremely difficult and it became this weird thing where you're like, hey, did you finish it? Did you finish only up? Because uh, a bunch of, you know, like you had to say it to, to, to brag to friends or whatever. But there's another that's game like, like it. It's not competing against anything else. So you get something that's, that is fun and well made for what it is with zero competition. And you're going to crush. And Oh, yeah, it's doing well. So like Paladins, I, I just... Uh, See, it's just not going to compete against Overwatch, especially now. Especially well, now. Well, especially now. Paladins was out earlier than Overwatch was, and that's what it's. Uh, I always had to have that like discussion or argument with people, being like, "Oh, it's an Overwatch clone." I'm like, "Well, I mean, I'm, did Paladins start development first or just come out first? Actually, now that I, think I thought about it came it. out the same year. Paladins. But they both got released the same year. Um, real. East it well don't I don't know what they're uh, September yeah September sixteenth, twenty sixteen. Uh is when they officially went into open beta. And Overwatch was also twenty sixteen. 
they went May 3rd, 2016. So their closed beta was probably out because I remember seeing people like play it like really, really early versions, like yeah. alpha versions of the game. But Overwatch came out, then this came out later in the year under beta. So, point being, it's not this big gap that everyone wants to say that it is. Yeah, I love, it, I love when the Overwatch stands are like, yeah, they just copied everything about it, and like it's yeah, it's like the they, you realize it takes months upon like a year or two of development. So this close and release date means they didn't have time to sit there and copy, cut, paste characters. Right, right. Like, that's really close. You know, there's no, there are some, tr- you know, basic gaming tropes that exist. You know, there's always like someone with a shield, Your soldier characters, some kind of yeah, some like super balanced guy with the gun. Like that's we all know those all exist. So it's not, it's when people say oh they copied. I'm like dude, there's been a a soldier guy in every single game. You know, you're not your cod like shooter. Your cod shooter. It's because right. It, if you get one cod shooter in there, it makes it easier for people playing other shooters to come in and just be like, oh, I can resonate with this character really quickly. There's I always, know he's got a gun, he ADSs, he's got a grenade. Right, and that person's there for everyone. Like, that's the get-started yeah. character that everyone has. It's always a basic heal. It's always, like, a very basic... It's just balanced across the board. Every game has that. Every shooter has that. You have some kind of sniper class, and then you have... There's always some, like, little creature riding a, a big creature, controlling it, or whatever. Or it's, like, a sidekick or something. Oh, it's got a little assassin throwing stuff at right, you. Like. Right, right. Little shurikens are throwing stars or some kind of poison smoke bomb thing. Like those exist in every every class shooter or whatever. Uh so hey when people are like, oh man, they just it's exactly the same. Like it no no, they're not exactly the same. It's just nobody has any original ideas. That's it. Like this is the same well, thing. We get back that to that point. Do. It's like to I think to like think of original ideas anymore, it's just gonna be hard because you start doing it and realize, oh, this these people already did it. Right. Like, how can we now make it different so it doesn't look like we're just doing a one for one ripoff? It's like, well, give them a different element. Instead of poison, this assassin now has fire damage. Right. Instead of like throwing shuriken, they're doing like small fireball blasts. Like you just have to it's going back into doing what you can with what you're given, what you can like work within the context of. Um, because there are some, you know, companies that are just quick profit like run up start down shut down companies are just here's our money real quick we blatantly copied right and just got their quick buck and dipped but it happens paladin's reunion tour january what what (laughs) (laughs) what paladin's are you saying that as like we play? Yeah, that's what Paladins I'm saying. <laughs> don't, don't Google that. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was in the middle of it. I was like, wait, Yeah, you're not gonna find anything. It's, that's a challenge, isn't it? Uh, but you've been you've been jamming on Fortnite or not Fortnite? Uh, Valorant. <laughs> Valorant. Oh my gosh, dude! Dude, I had Hibachi right before this. It is weighing me down. My brain's like, let's take a nap, dude. I'm like, dude, I, I feel that mom's got uh, roast and baked potatoes cooking right now. Oh. And I'm like, man, I'm like, don't, like, just don't holler when it's done because it's, it's like done right now. And I'm like, don't holler. I got to record, but uh, I'll be up and smashing like five plates of that. Yeah. (laughs) It's going to be gone. But yeah, no, I mean, 2024. uh, But I've been playing Valorant here and there. I had to get out of that. 
because when I, I got to a point where I was just doing so much comp, like trying to be better, yeah. that it just, it, I do that and it makes me toxic. It makes me harder to play with. It makes it harder for me to play with like friends and stuff that would just want to have fun. Because then in my mindset, it's always just like, no, you're doing that wrong. Bad rotation. Quit doing that. Stop. Stop. <laughs> it, it makes the gun game just less fun for me and less fun for the people I play with. So I pulled back. Um, I expanded a little bit. Somebody bought me MW3. I played that a little bit. How played Phasmophobia. Um, just like every COD game that's been released. That's for what the I last thought, dude. That's what I fucking thought. Look, I'm I'm not. I do have fun with it, playing no. with friends. But but if it wasn't bought for me, I would not have got it. The only reason I have it is because my buddy bought it for me because he didn't want to play alone. That was nice. Yeah. Um, we got Lethal Company because we have it modded for bigger parties. That's always fun on the weekends. Grab a few drinks with like five or six people. And then, what else have we been playing here? Naraka Blade Point. Uh, I hit from time to time, which is an interesting one, actually. I don't know if you've ever played or no, heard of I've it. No, I've never heard of that. So it's a BR, but you use... It's more... Um, ancient eastern like eastern asian weapons okay. so like you're using staffs and spears swords fans and your characters are based in like that lore uh but you had get these characters with special abilities you get one ability tied to like your f key and then one ultimate ability but it's teams of three fighting to be the best uh, the interesting concept I really find in this is when you hit top two, like if you're the last two teams left, it gives you an option to fight it out, or you both like can like leave and kind of end it at a draw, but you both win. How uh, often does you, that happen? Not, not. We're we're all we're all like let's do it, but like let's on the off that. chance, yeah. I've never had that happen at all, so I'm not sure how exactly that screen would come up. But I know if you hit top two and you lose that team fight, it says you have got like you have died with glory or honor. And then if you win it and it's like you have gained all of like the honor, it's like slight changes in the finishing screen. Right. But basically, the goal is to hit top two if not win, because you still it. It's just it seems. Like a victory. What's what's it called? I, like other way, Naraka, N A R A K A, Blade Point. When did that come out? Release date. Release date. Google is friend. Naraka release date. August eleventh, twenty twenty one. Okay, so not too bad. Not too old. Yeah, it's not terribly old. I didn't is realize it, it, it was twenty twenty one. Do you think there's a lot of people playing? Uh, there's a good bit of people playing. Uh, there's a place online I can see numbers, isn't there? Right, Twitch, but don't get caught in the art section. Beware. Dude, I, I, I can't go to Twitch at all anymore. Because <laughs> yeah, no matter how many... I, I do. Uh, I multi-stream on Twitch and Kick. Um, the concurrent players. That's the word I was looking for. Concurrent. Steam charts. 
average player. Okay. Uh, last 30 days, they've had an average of 94,000 players. Damn. Okay. Uh, they were at their Active. lowest. At, yeah, that was, that's the last 30 days. Yeah, that's good. It seems like they've... It's actually shot up, because if I go back to August, it was like 55, 64, 48. But it seems these last few months... Oh, yeah, that jumped. In June 2023, they're at their all-time low of 39,403.7 concurrent players. Uh, that, that average, not peak. Their peak was 133,315. And then the very next month, it jumped up to 78,770 average players and 264,406 peak players. And they've went up to, they've held steady above 80k players average for the last one, well, that's two, good. three months. Yeah, so there was definitely a shoot up. I don't know what caused that. I don't know if recent updates caused it. But yeah, no, just under 100,000 players on average. Um, and then peaking over 200, almost 300,000 players. Dude, I've never heard of this game. I haven't touched a multiplayer game in so long. Outside been, of, well, that's not true. I've been playing a lot of Magic. Yeah, Magic, Magic's fun. Dude, it is fun. It is fun. Any trading card game is fun, I've decided. I knew they were, and I, I knew I'd enjoy it. My fear was out. I was going to get addicted to it. I, it's, a, it's fun. It's super. <laughs> it's like every... <laughs> every time I lose, which is a lot, because I'm spending zero dollars. Same, buddy. Uh, same. So... Every time I lose to some some little bitch ass card, right? <laughs> uh, I gotta go try to craft it with crafting materials or whatever, uh, or I try to build a deck to try to match the deck that I just lost to. Every single time, it's very frustrating. But I can't, you know, I, I can't build it because I don't spend any money. So yeah. I'm like trying to. Well, if I can't have this card, what's a card that's similar? Like the deck building itself is. Yeah. it's very and addicting. I don't know if have you been using you've been using like Google and TCG Player to find those cards too, right? So initially, yes, but I don't have any cards, so I I'm new to the game. I just downloaded it, you know, within a month. Yeah. So I have to I have to grind it out and basically get destroyed a bunch to earn free packs to try to land some of those cards uh, to fill those decks in. I've I've been playing for. Like Magic as a whole, I've been playing for years. I I can't give you an exact number. Just like mid, let let's just say six to eleven years, somewhere in there. I am still horrible at deck building. I just play what I think would work in a thing, and I lose constantly. And it's <laughs> I I used to play black red decks because red was really fast and would just burn people without combat, and black could give like death touch and i could just block and send people to the graveyard uh but now i play blue and i have a lot of fun with it uh because like we were talking earlier i had that mill he was the opponent was playing black green i had the clip i almost sent it but um he just pulled out like nine or ten monsters um and i was like man and then i realized that my um planeswalker has an ability that you use um, X amount of loyalty points on it and target player mills three times X from his deck. 
uh, and I checked and he had 20 cards remaining. I used all seven loyalty points, uh, ran the rest of them out so he could draw for the next turn and he lost. Yeah, that's okay. So that that style of play, where it's just super cheeky, what whatever you want to call it, I, I guess strategies. I, I don't know. What, I don't know what the common terminology is yet. So if it's like, is it would that be called like a mill strategy? Yeah, that because that that's most that deck is based on milling, mills and discards. Yeah, so that's annoying. One. Uh, it's it's I, very annoying. I also played a guy that it was if you got ten poison counters on you, you lose the game automatically. Oh yeah, toxic. So that's uh that's poison counters in general. Uh, yeah. poison counters, you get ten of those, you're done. So yeah. people will play toxic decks and toxic one, two, add counters, and then. What those decks will also have is creatures with an ability called Proliferate, which will basically, they'll do something, and then you'll just gain another of a certain counter. In that case, they'll target the poison counters that you have, and then it'll just add one to it. Yes, it was this bug. Uh, I remember specifically remember this bug. It was like some mosquito-type thing. And I have it, yeah. I think I know what you're talking about exactly. Every time, so it, add, it added toxic counters that equal its power. Or something, Ooh. and then everything that it did, something like that. But basically, he just kept beefing this. But the game lasted maybe four turns. It happened so fast. But he had like these cards that would just beef up this one creature, and the amount of counters that it added uh, was like based on the strength of the creature or something. So I was slow. I just, I, you know, I didn't pull any lands. You know, by by turn four, I had I still had two lands, so I couldn't do much. And yeah, the the only time I enjoy he, seeing that, he just yeah, wasted yeah, me. He just wasted me so fast. And I'm like, dude, I, I, if I don't have access to these types of cards, then I can't counter these types of cards. So, and I was like, man, all right, well, I gotta just like experiment and try stuff. Um. So the black and red that you say black and red is what you're playing or not right now, but you're to, playing right, just a yeah. pure blue right now. I'm playing black blue actually. Okay, I'm playing white, black. No, white blue. Um, it's like a white blue deck, and it's a bunch of soldiers. So it's just counters, it's just a ton of counters. Every card adds counters to other cards. Yeah. Um, and everything gives everything else flying. So it's like a constant stream of flying soldiers, but every every creature's buff basically buffs everything else on the board, uh, which is kind of nice. So I've been playing that. Uh, and, white doing white stuff. Yeah, white doing white stuff. And then for the blues, I just stacked it with as many counters, destroy creatures, interrupts as possible. I like put all the sorcery and enchantments and auras from the blue side all the white uh white cards all the creatures and the offense basically the offense is white and the defense is blue yep. um and i've been trying that out and it's not like a specific deck i found online or anything but it seems to be working so what i was doing that i think what i was doing part of the reason i was sucking it up so bad i had nothing i was like putting way too many creatures in and not enough spells or sorceries yeah sells sorceries instance enchantments i still don't use a whole lot of enchantments in like artifacts but i know there needs to be the uh, a certain amount of sorceries and instance to help otherwise you're going to end up really monster heavy and just not have a good time yeah every it seemed like every time i put something out it would just be gone 
and then they will put out, you know, nothing, nothing crazy. It's like a two-two. Yeah, but four, if you don't have anything to like, and block, like three one ones. Just... Yeah, and then you and then you just you get bled to death. Uh, yep. So you put out like I just remember fighting a. It was a blue black. So what you were playing, and I was I think I was using red green. I tried to do like a dinosaur theme deck or something. Uh, so I had all these giant giant creatures, but I could only put out one at a time because it took so much mana to, to tap to bring them in. So I put out one twelve twelve dinosaur. I was like, all right. We're good, and then the moment it goes down, it's just target creature it's destroyed. Just yeah, it, it, he just plays murder. Yeah, just murder four times. You know. I'm like, okay, now I now I understand because I think as a new player, I went in and I think I get caught up in creatures really easily. I I don't know how the tutorial of the game like works, but I feel like it might not do a good job explaining like, hey. When you're like trying to build balanced decks, you need to make sure like no. you have a healthy balance or like give you a ratio of what things should be. They just kind of give you these decks and say, "This is roughly what it should like play like if you try to build a deck. It should, you know, here, here's like four to try out, and then you should get the concept from that, right?" Um, it's like they I explain think... the colors more than the actual deck building, but that's how it felt. It's like blue typically does this. I'm like, "Oh, okay, cool." And then it said, "All right, go go." For- Go ahead. Have fun. Um, I I find a lot of uh, the better blue creatures are definitely the higher cost, which is like true across the board. But for creatures specifically in blue, uh, a lot of them have to be like seven drop, and that's hard to do with blue. If because blue is green has uh, like mana ramps, where half or I'm gonna say not half of them, but like a good chunk of. Uh, the green cards can just be tapped for green mana yes yes so you end up just like with this ch- chunk of mana early game because half your creatures are like oh let me just help with that or you get these creatures that are like uh cost is x amount less where x is uh, your number of certain type of creatures on the board or number of lands yeah, yeah or number of lands i've like, been like two shot by a creature that gets buffed by the number of Oh yeah, there's a card in there. It starts. It's one of the scrolls, and then that scales off how many lands. So you get like eight, nine lands, and then there's a rhino that, when you attack or defend, I want to say, is um, it gets plus X plus X, where X is the number of the strongest creature that you control. Sick. So it starts out as a four four, but if you have something like over that it instantly gets that on top of its 4-4 and now you're swinging with whatever teen teen and then they can't really do anything That's great another thing that it really pisses me off uh i think is uh the vigilance oh uh, yeah when they don't tap yeah it's really annoying man it's really annoying uh I what think you'll I get... find more annoying is first strike and double strikes I think those I get, are really nice. I think I just get frustrated in that game because it's seemingly unlimited combinations, and you could have like you could legitimately just win one, lose one, win one, lose one, win one, lose one. Oh yeah. Thing. and like you're you're like all right, we're in the flow but, state, let's go, and then the next one is like perfectly built to do like to 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 counter you and everything in your. And what's well, what's worse is you could play the same person like. 
five times in a row and each of you like take a win every other round because it just because of how you drew the cards yep the only time that you're not going to find that is i think once we get higher up in ranks because people are going to have uh i don't know if tutor cards are banned or not uh but tutor cards basically let you search your library for a specific card and then you basically you it's you get one for free but it's going to be a card you need I'm pretty sure most of them are banned in standard, so you you might not have to go against that. But I've been playing uh, Alchemy from what I was reading, which they said off the site is uh, the new standard. I'm just trying to like play the most recent stuff. They said like Alchemy stuff, it's constantly balanced and updated digitally. Um, yeah, I I think they do stuff for standard too, but I don't think there's many like changes to standard because I think their standard rules take place off of like the IRL magic stuff. So it's however often like standard tournaments would make updates to cards, which could be a lot less. I don't know how they actually do that though. So don't <laughs> don't quote me on that one either. <laughs> yeah, so I've, I've been trying. So the white. The white blue, which I've liked so far, I tried to build an all lifelink, but it ended up just being too slow. Um, if to, you're you doing so that, stuff. you would white can do it, but that's uh, that's where you hit like your angels and your soldiers, kind of like mix the two. Uh, there's cards. There's two I'm thinking of in particular. One's a ghost, and basically while it's out in the field, every time you gain life, you get a 1-1 counter, and the other card is every time a creature enters the field under your control, you gain life. That's so nice. you... Yeah, so you, you start ramping your life up, but you also start ramping your other creatures. Yes, yes. The, the, there's a soldier card that's like, every turn you just add a 1-1 counter. Mm-hmm. And so once you get that, it feels it's just very. There's a. There's it's an enchantment. It's got three options, and you have to pick one that you didn't pick last turn. And it's either drop a one-one soldier token, give a creature under your control flying and plus one perpetually, or give a creature in your hand flying plus one perpetually. And every every other turn, you're adding flying and plus one-one, or you're just adding a random token. Or you're just buffing the tokens that you're dropping. Yeah, it's. It feels. I feel like I know what you're, you're talking. Which one you're talking about? But at the same time, like that could also be like. There's so many cards. Three up, other four that just, do the same thing. It feels like some cards are just so overpowered for what it is. Like there's a bug that every time you draw a card, so every turn you gain two health and the opponent loses two health. That's just you don't have to, the creature doesn't even have to do anything. Just on the board, just, but yeah, and that to me feels so unfair. But maybe it's not because maybe I'm just not. I don't have enough ca- Like, I need to save my, you know, destroy creature type stuff for for that type of. Like, I'm probably pro- I'm probably playing them too early. I'd say prioritizing is also a big thing because right. you you presumably unless you've like go against an opponent who pops the same cards and you recognize really early on like oh this guy's playing angels this guy's playing werewolves this is what i need to watch out for this is what i need to do you aren't going to know what they have in their deck that needs to be prioritized so 
if you pop it too early to be like, oh, I can, I, I get free swing because I'm popping a creature with haste. So if I destroy that, I can free swing. Next turn, he pulls out like a six six brawler, and you're like, well, there goes that. Uh, it's just hard to gauge where you should prioritize. But I mean, yeah, a creature like that I would definitely try to keep a murder in hand to uh, right. Do but it. you don't, you never know. What's gonna, but I guess that's part of like yeah. just experience, right? So if you're yeah. If you see well, an all black deck and, just... and you're like, all right, there's a 25% chance they have this thing. Maybe I should sit on it. Yeah. Some case type of thing. But... Or if they're playing black green, uh, you want to hope you have like exile cards rather than cards that send you to the grave because there are some black green decks that will play from the grave. So their goal is also to mill their life down, which is actually that game I was telling you earlier where I milled him down to zero, that was the case. He brought all of those creatures out from his graveyard because I was milling him down so much. And then he played that, and I was like, well, crap. It almost became a case of me defeating myself. I just lucked out that I had the difference of seven loyalty counters and six loyalty counters because if he would have been able to draw, he would have been able to swing, and then I would have lost. So I also okay. I, sorry, I'm just like you know just you're good on this stuff right now. There's another one where my buddy Prod actually he's he's been like really hard into it. He's he's a diamond right now, been grinding super hard. Uh, there's an ability where as long as this creature is on the field, you can't lose. Oh, that one, yeah. How yeah. is that allowed in normal like <laughs> what what? He just—he sent me a screenshot. I have it right here. He has 19 health. The other player has minus 18. Mm-hmm. And he, and he, but he can't lose. And yeah. this thing's like protected. He can't like it can't. Be, it's like warded. Like you can't. You can't so, get rid well, of it. So I actually have a creature. I think it's in this blue deck. Uh, that specially handles those. In- what are you supposed to do? I, I think I shared it in the uh, Discord at one point, but it's called Sludge Monster. And basically, you give it a sludge token, and since that creature is not a sludge creature, it becomes a 2-2 and loses all of its abilities. Okay. It is hilarious to watch people be surprised every time. But um, th- yeah. there are counters to it. I know, but that's, it's just... that's such a... Like, like what? Like, why is that? Why is that even on the table as an option? There's also cards that um, I was watching. I forget it. People will know it. It's like Protolarian or something. They play magic all the time. There was one instance where somebody played a card where they couldn't lose the game, but their opponents couldn't win the game. And then somebody copied that. So then they were just in the state of like, well, two people absolutely can't win, but nobody else can lose. So, what? yeah, it's just weird. There are just so many weird mechanics that at face value are just like, why? Why does that exist? Why is, it, why is it in the game? Exactly. Yeah, I, I've thought that multiple times about a lot of things. It just makes but me. It's just, yeah, it takes like it takes me out of it sometimes where they'll just play this this card. I just have no. I just have no chance. But again, this comes yep. back to, well, I didn't have enough. I didn't have no spells. It was like I had too many creatures. Um, oh, this. Oh, this one too. Uh, 
I think you posted it. The uh, Phyrexian Horror, or the Phyrexian Obliterator. Whenever it deals damage, whenever a source deals damage to the Phyrexian Obliterator, that source has to sacrifice that minute permanence depending on the amount of damage. So if you hit it for 10, you just have to clear your board of 10 cards. Yeah, like if you, if you buff the side. Obliterator. And that, well, that's not even like taking damage to your health either. That is no. ever a source deals damage to him. Whatever. Just, like, so, so if you make him a 10 10, you have to do 10 damage to it. And then you well, sacrifice yeah, 10 things, including lands. I was going like, to say, what? Let, let me reiterate whenever the source. So if you use him as a 5 5 to block a 14 14 that doesn't have trample, you are sacrificing 14 target permanents. That's so. That's. It's like, how is that fair? I don't know. I don't know that it is. But like, it also like for now it gets this strategy of like, well, why why should I attack? Because I can what I can do with Phyrexian is like target your smaller creatures. If you've only got four creatures, one's a fourteen fourteen, and the other is just a one one. I block the one one and still get rid of your fourteen fourteen. So it's like, I think it adds, at the same time, it adds one of those elements of like, I need to be a little more cautious with how I swing because depending on what he blocks, I could end up in a worse situation. Well, maybe that's just getting used to it. Trying to, it's like the whole point of acquiring cards is to, yeah, like, man, I want to be the person on the other side of that. Or, you know, oh, yeah. you, you oh, drop it in confidently and the other person has about 25 cards worth of like, get that off the table and it doesn't even matter. You know, it's it's just it's literally the luck of the draw sometimes. But that's... yeah, I haven't ran into anybody that uses like a cut your losses that makes you million like half your library down one with the casualty two, or uh, Jenga Taxius power progress tyrant. Yeah, progress tyrant and progress tyrant. Um, once per turn, um, it negates. A sorcery instant or ability, the first one cast every turn. And just On your negate side or their it. Side? And it's just their side? Yes. Yeah, just, yeah, I think it's opponents. Let me see if I actually shared it. I feel like I did. So every time someone casts something, it just gets rid of it. Once per hope. turn. Yeah, maybe it was in general. Yeah, but the other side of it is that it's when you cast something, the first thing you cast once per turn, it copies the effect. And you're allowed to choose a new target. So if he plays murder... Oh, here, here it is. Account, yeah. Whenever you cast... That, an, then you can cast murder. Yeah, whenever you cast <laughs> an artifact, instant, or sorcery spell, copy that spell, you may choose new targets for this copy. The ability only triggers once per... Well, only once each turn. So that is... That's counting turns, like, my turn, your turn. When it hits your turn, I can both of those re-up. Dude. <laughs> and then whenever opponent casts an artifact instant or sorcery spell, counter that spell. The ability triggers only once each turn. So if it's my turn, I play him, you play murder, he counters. But if I were to play murder back at you, it gets copied and I could destroy up to two creatures. You have to cast two spells every turn. You don't. Okay, I, or re, you just reading this now. No, it's uh, you don't have to. It says you may. So that is that's an important wording is very important in this game. 
So it says you may choose targets, uh, but the spell does get copied. Spell gets copied regardless, but you may choose new targets. It's, uh... He, he is fun. Uh, I remember the first time I actually used him against a buddy of mine that was playing uh, White Angel Life Gain. And he went to exile it. And the effect took place. And he said, wait a minute. Why is he still on the field? I'm like, you should probably just read his effects real quick, bud. And he was, he was, he's pretty card? salty at one. It is blue, actually. A blue card? It, it, Interesting. Yep. Okay. Two blue pips plus five mana, so seven drop total. It's a five-five. And say is in general chat, but I am going to repost it in the um, MTG area. That way, it's there. Um. Yeah, that thing is. And did you just pull that from a pack randomly? I actually did. Yeah, that's yeah, that's cool. Even the picture's cool. Dude, I'll tell you yeah, this much okay. too. I didn't pull that copy of it. I pulled like the yeah, main man. art copy. Yeah, but I saw that one and I'm like, I'd rather post that one because I like seeing that in Discord yeah, that more. Way cooler, dude. The art, like the. Do you think Magic: The Gathering has the best art pool? Yes, absolutely. For trading card games. Yes. I actually have an alternate art. Uh, how do they, I wonder how they I wonder if they hire individual people or they say here's the card the card name and the description draw draw something and submit it well I mean like it all has lore behind it too so like there's a whole world of lore behind these cards as well God. like there's books um, that will tell you the story of what's actually going on in like the world there's an actual story. Yeah, there's a story behind all of it. Is it chaotic because the world's big, or is it generally like pretty easy to follow? I think of it kind of like a massive D and D world. There is a like story that goes on. So if you like, if you actually read the story, it's not going to be as chaotic. But if you just go to these drops and hear people talking, like. Um, recently I heard people talking about Phyrexia because that was the last like set set that I bought, pretty sure. But they were talking about this and that and this person doing this and this person doing that and going over here and this person is no longer in it. And it was overwhelming to the point I'm like, I need to read these books so I can like figure out what actually is going on. Have you read some of the books? I have not yet. Okay. <laughs> I've are they not big? had I I imagine they're probably they have to be a decent size for all the lore. I could be wrong. Somebody's going to comment below and be like, he's completely wrong. There's not actually a book. It's just lore pages. Right, all you right, have to do right, is right. read. I'm like, it's oh, just I'm hints like, and like old scrolls. And you're like, all right, guy. Right. Yeah. But I'm like, I just know there's actual lore and a full like ongoing story with like the set drops and the releases and all of that. Do you play uh, in person with the cardboard? I do, yeah. A lot? See, I'm too afraid to buy digital cards because I'd rather have the physical cards. And I, I'm like kind of scared because I'm like, dude, I am I'm like two decades behind, three decades behind. I uh, I go to a card shop every now and then that like everybody else went to, yeah. uh, and then if I get time, 
uh, my brother's not doing anything. He invites me over, and we have two other buddies, three other buddies that play. We play Commander mostly, though, if we do it at my brother's house. Yeah, okay. So um, my, my buddy was telling me about Commander, and like it's super popular right now. It, oh, yeah. Why, why is it better than standard modes? Uh, for one, I like it more because you get one Commander and 99 other cards, but none of those cards can be copies of each other. So you're not running into somebody who's just spamming three murders in a row to take your shit out. Right. They're getting creative and they're doing it with like other cards, but. And you then. Have, so you have one commander, but what does that mean? Like, are they always on the table at the same time? So, yeah. Uh, when Instead of like normal where you just, you know, have where you where you put your lands, where you put your creatures, enchantments, this and that. You have what's called a command zone, and that's where your commander goes. So he is never in your deck. He stays in the command zone perpetually. You can Can't cast be... him. Okay. Hmm? Can't be destroyed or removed. Not from the command zone. If he's on the field and gets hit by effect, I do believe it goes to wherever it says. I could be wrong on that because I've never had issues. I know if he's destroyed, he goes back to command zone. I don't know what happens if he's, like, returned to owner's hand or exiled. I couldn't. I'm, the rules are iffy for me on that one. But you can cast him any time from your command zone. But after the first cast, the cost goes up uh, two mana every time. So if you have a three-drop commander... You do three if he gets destroyed. The next time you go to summon him, it'll be five, then seven, then nine, and so on and so forth. So what? why the popularity there? Is it just because it's a new mode, or is it just because it's flat out more fun? Because you get 100 different options I, versus like 25 different options, but you have... I find uh, politicking. Because... Normally in commanders, you're not playing one on one like you would for standard. You are playing yeah. with three other people. So one v one v one. Yes, and it Whoa. becomes a game. Of, <laughs> and it becomes this game of politics where you try to convince other people not to hit you, while trying to figure out who the biggest threat is, and they're going to do the same thing because if you get too big of a threat, people will be like, "We need to take him out real quick," and you're gonna be like, "Pay." I can do this for somebody. Don't swing at me. Interesting. Yeah, so it, it does get political. Um, and it, it adds a whole new element of magic, I think. On top of only having one copy of every card in your deck. On top of, you know, having 100 cards instead of 60. Uh, and then there is an addition, I guess like DLC, to that, which is called Plane Chase. And basically, you get these, you, you travel planes, and each plane gives you like a plus and a negative. Or just a plus. They tell you something new. One was, uh, I'm trying to think of some of these cards. One was like each creature of this type gets like a plus one, plus one. Or like every time you draw a card, you lose a life. And then, but that's table wide rules that affects everybody. And it adds. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what makes magic like I know Pokemon's the biggest, but what makes magic I mean, you know what I mean? Like it's it feels like magic's kind of for massive. <laughs> yeah, like, like 
what it's like if you sit down at the trading card table and you look at everyone like the magic the, uh, this is gonna sound stupid i'm still gonna say it because it's, it's the thought that came to my head <laughs> the magic the gathering like stud is like the cool guy at the table maybe like the older guy the more mature one maybe not is it is it even a matter of, you know what i'm saying like it i'm not saying pokemon trading card game is less say, competitive or difficult i'm not I saying like, like it's just it feels like magic is for again I, I know how ironic and silly this sounds i feel like the magic good. is for adults <laughs> Now, you, you're not entirely yeah I, like i get what you're trying to say it's just, just really just hard to this that... picture that you sent me of this card yeah i'm looking at this it's two paragraphs of information for one you know for one card and every card has instructions and abilities and things it's like it's like very cerebral there's so much to be thinking about at any given time you have to see what like everything that they're you have to be aware of it's like chess you have to be aware of everything on the board what all those abilities are and that affects how you play your hand and vice versa and um, they're like you also have to consider the wording how i've always kind of described it to people is uh because regarding the two paragraphs of text Yu-Gi-Oh players there's an ongoing joke that Yu-Gi-Oh players just don't read their cards they just okay. kind of like play stuff and I'll like stuff happens yeah, yeah. Like, they play stuff and stuff happens that's that's all we know okay. ongoing joke yeah. uh but so pokemon is more like geared towards kids. Yes. Um, they've they've got the shinier colors. The concept is actually really simple. Slightly different from Magic. Your energy cards for Pokemon goes to certain Pokemon, but it's not like you're sitting here with abilities and hidden abilities that are going to surprise your opponent. You attach energy cards to your Pokemon and you swing at your opponent using those energies. Um, Yu-Gi-Oh is just. If you don't have a one-turn kill hand as soon as you draw, I hope you enjoy watching your opponent play for the next 20 minutes and losing. That's what it's become. That is modern 2023 going into 2024 Yu-Gi-Oh. It is, if you do not draw something good firsthand, have fun watching your opponent play, and uh, you're probably losing. Wow. Magic. It, because the abilities and effects and the different ways Yu-Gi-Oh decided to add in summoning... So, there is normal summons, there's special summons, there's fusion summons, there's Xyz summons, there's synchro summons, there's links. Ex exactly, yeah. There's just so many stupid ways to bring a creature out in the f or a monster out in the field, and most of those monsters are going to have crazy ass effects that either bring more monsters out, burn something, bring something back, send something away, or do something else stupid. That if you don't have the one turn kill, you're getting one turn killed, for the most part. Yeah, that's pretty annoying. I keep it. it they, I still get videos popping up on my for you page for TikTok, and it's like, oh, look at this move, and it it had to be fast forward for a three minute TikTok of this guy just doing a turn, and you you can't even read the cards unless you pause and freeze frame and go right. frame by frame, and then it just ends up in them winning, and I'm like, okay, like I can't get into that anymore. Like I stopped at like the third type of so summon. So then is Yu-Gi-Oh more complicated than Magic, you think? Yes and no. Yu-Gi-Oh is also pretty straightforward. And what I mean by that is like uh we were talking about wording for Magic earlier. Wording is very important. Yu-Gi-Oh doesn't have as much wording. 
it might need to be more specific whether you're pulling cards from your grave or the deck or sending cards to the band pile or whether something's destroyed or sent because sent and destroyed are two different things in Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, but I mean, that happens in Magic too. Well, it's but like Magic, exiled versus graveyard. Well, well, yeah, it's exile, graveyard, return to hand. Um, and then you also have to think of may, like you may do this or you do this. Those are also two very different effects because one, you have to do it. And if you don't have the necessary things to do it, like if you have a card that says, um, you have to discard a card, but you don't have a card to discard. Yeah. So if you don't have that to discard, you don't get to play that card because you don't have the card to discard a, a versus may it, discard. So the effect has to be able to be to occur. Yes, the effect uh, has to be able to actually occur, and there's a lot less of that in Yu-Gi-Oh. But it's it just seems Yu-Gi-Oh is really just fast-paced, and the game as soon as possible. But your turn's also going to take like 20 minutes to do it. I actually just passed a funny TikTok on that where somebody got like five turn KO'd in Magic and the length of time it took somebody to do like one turn <laughs> on uh, Yu-Gi-Oh. And the whole thing was like, man, you played that during the Magic session? He's like, yeah, I just pulled a really good hand. And then on the Yu-Gi-Oh side, it's like, man, it took you 20 minutes just to do that. He's like, yeah, I just pulled a bad hand. It was my <laughs> not my fault. I'm like, that's... I'm 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 like fascinated. I I'm very I'm fascinated to. I want to listen to somebody who's like a trading card game expert who has extensive experience in all of them, like all the oh, more popular great. ones. And I just want to hear him break it down. I, I would love to. I would like the difference between Magic and Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon and Hearthstone and just like where should you start? Oh, I'm sure there's a video. It's like you want so you want to get into trading cards. Like where do you want to start? Yeah, do you want to I start mean, sure buying physical copies? Uh. After the holidays, of course, because, you know, uh, money, but. Yeah, I'm glad I, just, I get one for each paycheck this this month, though. Yeah, it feels like uh, there's real value in the physical cards, but, I'd, uh, man, you really have to make sure you actually go out and find a place to play in person. Yeah, you know? um, or have people to play with. I mean, you, you can do just, like, the buy card portion. That is definitely a thing. There are people to do that. I spent 100 bucks on a box last time I... No, it was $20 entry fee for draft when I last went out. Yeah, because the new set... It was, I missed the uh, set drop. But I paid $20 entry fee and ended up drafting a card that's worth $10-11. Yeah, that's cool. Like, I, I could have... If I didn't really enjoy the card that much, I could have went and resold it and got like money back and only had ten dollars for my entry fee for draft that night. Yeah, that's cool. Um, well, man, I, we're over an hour here, hour six minutes here. Um, yeah. before we wrap up, sorry to cut it short, but uh, I got to get out of here pretty soon. But um, let the so people know, good. yeah, man, let the people know where they can find you, what you're working on. Projects. You can find me in my mother's basement, uh, uh -huh. streaming and making YouTube videos. Well, YouTube shorts. I've been more into shorts than yep. uh, videos. We'll save that for another podcast, though. Um, you can find me on Twitter, TikTok. Those are the, let's, uh, you can find me on Twitter at DeepBoysEho. You can find me on YouTube at Imposter, I-M-P-0-S-T-R. If you have issues with any of them, the link will be in the link tree down below. And then... 
if you want to hear me do another podcast with three other people, uh, you can go check out the Creamcast on YouTube. Yes. The Creamcast. Uh, what's that from again? How'd you guys name it? Uh, so we were actually in a group chat and we're like, man, we'd be great together. We'd be like the dream team, but terrible at video games. And they're like, yeah, but we can make all kinds of dirty jokes. We're like, ha, so the cream cast, or the cream team, and that's where cream team came from. And we just didn't want to drop exactly the cream portion. That's exactly where I thought portion. it might come from. That's exactly it, it, what I thought it might be. Yep, that was exactly <laughs> it. Uh, well, cool, man. Thanks, thanks for letting me uh, nerd out on, on Magic uh, for so long. And uh, I really do appreciate your time and, and hanging out. And we'll for sure do this, uh, do this in the future and do another episode. Oh, it sounds good to me. I enjoyed it. Awesome, man. Well, as always, guys, uh, you can find me at Ghost Stories Gaming or uh, Ghost Plays Games on all things socials. Uh, right now, just doing game reviews and Let's Plays. Currently, I'm working on It Takes Two um, and playing a lot of MTG, trying to, trying to grind those virtual cards. Uh, but I'll see you guys on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. There's Unplugged Podcast. We'll catch you on episode 23. Peace. Bye-bye.